Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Look for them on the cover of Jet Magazine. This is the blackest franchise in the NFL. Now the Super Bowl matchup is set. You cannot say enough about this young man. You know, I'm all for the ignorance at times. This dude shows why he's the best in the game, man. He's one of one. Appreciate him now. I had an opportunity to take my nephew to his first TSU basketball game. In Cleveland, we have a name for that team. It's called the Bungles. They're talented oftentimes, but they're just not very smart. I would have been ready to fight that guy. He was Kyrie before Kyrie, but he says some out of left field sometimes. We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. Let it go out there today, baby. Three. Two, and once again, our mighty ship is back on course. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Oh! Mama, there goes that man. Beautiful. Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, the star of our show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on this, a very special Super Bowl prediction edition of the show so hey that's quite a mouthful but welcome aboard shouts out to all the people who are tuning in for the very first time we encourage you to be a part of this community make us a part of your podcast menu and enjoy us week in and week out also shouts out to the folks who listen to each and every episode all the folks who comment who tweet, retweet, who share, who call the sports line. Shouts out to all of you guys. And finally, shouts out to the folks who really appreciate it in living color when they did their live halftime show during the Super Bowl. It was the best thing ever compared to a lot of this other stuff that we see. Although, I'm not going to knock. Well, to me, Prince was the best ever. You can at me on that one. Prince was the best halftime show ever. Michael Jackson's was so long ago, it was a whole different vibe then. But Prince's was definitely the best, bar none. So with that, welcome aboard. We have a lot coming up. But first, let me tell you how you can be interactive and be a part of the show. First and foremost, we set up a sports line for you guys. 24 hours a day, 832 941-6614. That's 832-941-6614. You can leave a message on the sports line 24 hours a day with a question, a comment, a request, a suggestion, a rebuttal, anything, and you might just end up on the very next podcast. In addition to that, on Facebook, it's the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page. There I post poll questions and also uh, see posts from you guys. Everybody posts from all over. It's always interesting. Different teams, different news stories, different news items that people contribute. And I want to thank all the people who contribute to that page. We certainly appreciate that. In addition to that, you can tweet me at Wadesword, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D. And of course, by now, you know, you can catch us on any platform that you can find any of your favorite podcasts. We're on all of them. So you're good there. So this time out, we have a number of guests we're going to try to get into. Former NFL wide receiver, my guy from the special teams unit, Reggie Brown, getting his take. And King T, Terrence Harris, he'll check in with his prediction of the Super Bowl. But not only will you hear from us, we hear from you guys, from folks who took time out to call the sports line. We'll hear from you guys in the We the People segment. And, of course, from the poll questions with your predictions. In addition to that, we have some sports E with Life on Lock. She'll get us all geared up. Up for the Super Bowl with a bit of a preview and uh, a lot more. Our resident DJ, uh, Lamont Award for the big dummy of the episode and so much more. So with that, let's get started with some headlines. And headlines, it's Super Bowl week and I really anticipated spending 95% of my time talking about the matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes and the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts, two African-American quarterbacks starting the Super Bowl, two Texas high school quarterbacks starting the Super Bowl, a H-Town guy, a Channel View guy, really East Houston, extreme East Houston guy, Jalen Hurts, and then again, the most dynamic and tremendous quarterback we've seen in a long, long time in Pat Mahomes. 
And we're going to get to all of that. Of course, we have our Super Bowl predictions and all of that. But then the NBA intervened. LeBron James breaks Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time leading scoring record in the NBA. And then the NBA trade deadline with Kyrie Irving going from Brooklyn to the Dallas Mavericks. And I wake up this morning and Kevin Durant is traded to the Phoenix Suns. Boy, that Western Conference just keeps getting deeper and deeper and harder. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great, great competition to see who can represent the West in the NBA Finals. And I'll tell you what, it comes at a great time. And really, with the excitement ramping up about the NBA, coming right at a time where the NFL season is about to conclude. And I have to tell you, I've been a very, very bad sports talk show host because I've not spent nearly enough time watching the NBA, but now I'm hooked, and I have to give the NBA credit. Usually, like, after the All-Star break, things start to ramp up, but with the trade deadline and all of these moves today and yesterday and then this afternoon, I mean, it's been a great, great time for the NBA. Is everything, everybody's reshuffling. Everybody's gearing up for this run. I think that it's still primarily uh, a few teams that you can count on to be there. I think Denver will be there. I think Phoenix will be in the vicinity now that you have Durant. Although, again, it's just something about his health and him and chemistry and Chris Paul. Maybe he's jinxed. Something about them that I'm just – on paper, man, you want to buy in. Devin Booker, uh, DeAndre Ayton is still there. You want to think, man, this is it. These are the guys – but it's something always, it's always something with those guys. I'm not ready to count out Golden State. They get rid of James Wiseman. They bring back Gary Payton III. And I think that that is going to be a great addition for them. I think that is, if they can stay healthy, if they can get healthy, they'll be a tough out as we start to see Klay Thompson really look like the old Klay Thompson. I mean, he's been lighting it up lately. That's going to be interesting. Our very own Houston Rockets, though, not much doing. I don't know what this thing is with John Wall where they just want to give him money. Maybe they just need to give him stocks and ownership in the team. They have paid this guy so much money. And I know we did an entire segment, an entire show just about, on how much money the Rockets gave him not to play. They're about to give him a lot more money as the Clippers sent him to the Houston Rockets for Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon came out at a different point of the season and basically said, these guys aren't getting better. They're not improving. He And really, I just thought that that was a shot at Steven Silas. These young guys weren't really – maybe they, they weren't listening. I don't know what, what the implication exactly was, but whatever it was, the team was not getting better. And it sounded like a guy that wanted out. He finally got out. He's going to a contender – Again, the Clippers are enigmatic. You don't know what to make of this team. With all this talent with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, now you add a guy like Eric Gordon, a veteran guy. They get rid of Reggie Jackson. They get rid of uh, you know other guys on that team. They're trying to improve. There's just a lot going on. It's going to be really, really fun. And I think after Sunday, we can really – bear down and watch some NBA. Well, I will. I mean, many of you have already been on board, maybe since Christmas Day. I know the Silver Fox, my co-host on KTSU Sports Talk, I mean, he's a basketball guy. But we have the Final Four coming up. I'll be at that. We may have some special stuff coming up with that, so stay tuned about that. We have the XFL and the USFL, and then the defending world champions, the Houston Astros. So a lot is going on, but Maybe above and beyond all of that for the next couple of months will be the NBA as things are going to heat up in a major way. All these big personalities, these are major, ginormous shifts in power and talent going from the East to the West. We'll have to see where Russell Westbrook ends up. The Lakers make some moves as well. We'll have to see Pat Beverly. He's out. <laughs> After he, he thought he was cool. He thought he made the cut. He got D'Angelo Russell back as a teammate. He thought that he was good. Not so fast, Grasshopper. You're out of there. Russell Westbrook will still have something to say. I think that he got traded to Utah. But I think that Utah will buy him out, and we'll have to see where he ends up in the West, I would suspect. Maybe Miami in the East. I don't know. But it looks like, man, all of the action is in the Western Conference. You can give me your thoughts on that. 
So let's talk about the other NBA story. LeBron James comes out and becomes the all-time leading scorer. Now, I want you to be honest with me. I won't be able to see your response, and you're probably driving or at the gym or cooking dinner, wherever you're listening. But raise your hand if you knew what the scoring record was. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you can name the top five scorers in NBA history. Raise your hand because I surely couldn't. And so this became a thing because, of course, this is, it is monumental. It really is monumental. But there are layers to this. I don't think this record in itself makes LeBron James the best basketball player of all time. I don't think he is. You can make a case that he's top five because some people will put Kobe ahead of him. I mean, okay, so it depends on how you want to frame the discussion. But this is not even the best career of all time. That goes to Bill Russell. Bill Russell has the greatest career of all time with the championships. So he is the greatest, he's the greatest, most decorated guy. It's Bill Russell. That's the guy, right? Nobody else in the NBA has had a better career than Bill Russell. So he doesn't have, he's not the greatest, LeBron is not the greatest all time when it comes to a, a career. He's not the, if you, okay, let's get down to it. He's not better than Jordan. Okay, you could talk about what Jordan did in his career, and you could talk about what LeBron. There's not a comparison because LeBron has done much, much more in the way of longevity and excellence over a long period of time in different situations, winning championships with different teams. He's done that. Of course, Jordan has his six, and he dominated in those six. But if you had to put your life or your house on the line, I think many, 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 many more people will pick Jordan. And if you don't, it means you're probably under a certain age. But let me tell you, I'll give him his props in just a second, but let me explain something. Jordan played in a, a tougher era. It was fewer teams, and the talent was more concentrated. And then he went up against the likes of Bird and Isaiah Thomas and the Bad Boys, and he even beat – people don't talk about the Portland team with Drexler. He beat Barkley. He beat so many of the all-time greatest players – that played during his era. He dominated. He was a, a, a god among gods in that era. He played against Akeem Olajuwon. He, it means there were so many guys. Charles Barkley, one of the, the greatest power forwards ever, never got a championship because of Michael Jordan. David Robinson, you talk about Patrick Ewing. It was so many great, great, great basketball players it, that it was just a tougher era. It's much more physical. He had to deal with being well, although I think a lot of people parted the Red Sea for him a little bit later in his career, but he did have to get beat up a little bit and knocked down and dealt with. It was a much more physical league, but here's where LeBron has an advantage. This is where LeBron is better than anyone ever, and I think that he, along with Tom Brady in football, these are guys that represent the future. And I, what I mean by that is his level of commitment and longevity and high-level performing over a long period of time, his greatness over such a long stretch is unmatched by anybody. This guy is in tremendous shape. He stays focused. He plays hard. He does everything it takes to be successful on the basketball court. And I have nothing but, you know, just nothing but admiration for how he has lived his life as an NBA player. And I have a lot of respect and admiration for what he's done off of the court. And rarely does he make any kind of faux pas off the court. And that's hard to do when the spotlight is on you, when you are the guy. I think it's safe to say LeBron is the face, the voice, the image of the NBA. Now, although I think Durant, when he's playing well, is – the best player on earth. But, again, he's not healthy. He's kind of, you know, all over the place sometimes. He left a, a winning situation in Golden State. But LeBron is the face and the focus of the NBA. And he gets asked all sorts of things and has to deal with all sorts of things representing the NBA. And he rarely makes missteps. I thought the other night was a big misstep. So it, you make this great speech and – you break the record, they stop the game, all of this stuff. And then you decide at the very end, the last sentence you, you speak to the audience and to the world who's tuning in, you drop F-bomb. What? 
is that what we're doing? I'm like, what, what, why? Like, really, like, why? This is the clip that will go into posterity. This is something we'll look at presumably 50 years from now. And this is how you leave the situation? <laughs> like, they said that he was so prepared for the moment that they thought that he may attempt a, a sky hook to break Kareem's record. He, it, this was so well thought out. Everything was, was sort of not choreographed because he had to go out there and earn those 36 point, 38 points that night. He had to go out there and get it, and he did it, and I commend him. But they lost the game. That's a separate story. He, he, he only had two points in the fourth quarter. I think that's sort of typical of LeBron James in a way, but I, I won't knock him for that. But then the very end, you drop an F-bomb. I mean, is this what we're doing? I just think that that was really, really bad. Um, let's talk about the game. The game is going to be a tough one, man. It's hard to pick. And I will say this. I am so surprised that so many people are feeling Philadelphia. And I see why with that defense. And I see why because around these parts, Jalen Hurts, everybody's rooting for Jalen Hurts. And I'm rooting for Jalen Hurts to have a great game. I'm more of a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I'm more of a Pat Mahomes fan, but I'm really rooting for Jalen Hurts to have a great, great game. And I want Kansas City to win, and I think Kansas City – see, this game can go two ways. This can look a lot like the Super Bowl where Tampa Bay played Kansas City and – Basically, Pat Mahomes runs for his life all night long, and it'll be a long, long night for Pat Mahomes. It could be that kind of night, or it could be a kind of night where Andy Reid puts together a game plan to exploit the run defense of the Philadelphia Eagles in a situation where he uh, comes up with a scheme that takes pressure off or puts Mahomes in the sort of uh, positions to be successful. I just think Mahomes is the best player on the field. Now, he's not 100%, but they say that he's pretty close to that. Pretty much everything in the playbook is at his disposal. I'm worried about the receiver's health, and they did activate uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He'll be there, but you already have McKinnon and Pacheco. You, you have guys back there that are getting it done running the football and in the backfield, but he's an extra weapon. Maybe you can line him up in the slot. I do worry about Tony. I haven't really heard about him. I think uh, there are a couple other guys that are hurt. Hardman with a pelvis, I think, is out. So they're going to be limited with their receivers, but Kelsey will be there. And I think that will be really important that Mahomes connects uh, with Kelsey and gets him going. I think they're going to have to try to run the football a little bit better. I think that although their stats are a lot similar, the road to the Super Bowl was much, much more difficult for Kansas City. When you look at it, the NFC was so easy. I just, I mean, who did they play? I mean, really, you, you okay, you played the San Francisco 49ers, but you, and to your credit, you knocked out Brock Purdy. But even he was the third-string quarterback. So it's not like you had this murderous role. You didn't have to play a Cowboys team that was in your division and made things tough for you. You played the Giants, but the Giants weren't ready for prime time. We know that. So I don't think their road was as tough. And so I think they beat up on some cupcakes. Now you come up against the bully on the block. You talk about what the Kansas City Chiefs have been able to do. You get over the hump against a Bengals team that kind of has dealt with you over the last few years. You, you get it done. And you beat an upstart Jacksonville team, which, again, they weren't ready for prime time. But still, you know, if you're not ready, they could have jumped up and got you. But Kansas City is the team beat. I'm picking Kansas City to win the game. And I'm going to say the game is going to be 31-17. Unless my numbers on the Super Bowl board are different. My numbers on the Super Bowl board are different. My final will look different. So I can, in my mind, through astral projection, get the score that I want. I'm going to visualize winning the Super Bowl board. That's, other than that, I'm going to say 31-17, and I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, but these Super Bowl games have a way of playing out that we just they, – they, first of all, they, they end up being so much shorter in a way. Like things happen so quickly that – the outcome seems to be like locked in. I don't know. It's hard to explain. There's such a level where 
things really have to get going early for the winning team to actually win the game. You know, you kind of see it early on, and things kind of progress quickly because there's so much pressure on every single play. You know, so it, it'll be a whole lot of fun. Of course, we have some of your predictions coming up in the We the People segment. But going to take a brief time out, come back on the other side. We are going to hear from the first of our guests, King T. Then we will hear from Life on Lock with some Sports E. That and a whole lot more on this, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast. Your children are the most precious gift God has given you. Their well-being is of the utmost importance, and finding childcare that exhibits the same belief is, well, non-negotiable. So why not end your search at Brighter Brains Learning Center? Located in Stafford, Texas, Brighter Brains is a licensed, family-owned and operated daycare that promotes an early educational foundation and provides an environment of love, safety, and quality care for children ages six weeks to five years old. For more information, call 346-328-3717 or visit brighterbrainslearningcenter.org. It's Shelly Wade, and welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade. I made a mistake when talking about the NBA. I said Gary Payton III. I gave him a, an extra generation. Gary Payton II, which means he's really Gary Payton Jr. Jr. <laughs> Man, a lot of NBA stuff, and we'll do a better job of talking NBA from this point forward. But right now, I want to bring in our guy from the Defender Network, veteran journalist who's worked from almost literally coast to coast as a writer and editor and stuff like that. But now he is a member of the Houston Defender Network, a African-American publication. Here's our conversation with the guy from my special teams unit, King T. King T is back again Well, we have all hands on deck for this Super Bowl prediction edition of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Want to bring in King T. How are you this afternoon? Are you excited? Man, I'm super excited. I don't know for, for what, but I'm excited, man. Well, hey, man I'm, I, just ex- I'm so glad you matched my energy, man. <laughs> thank you for, thank you for that. Let's- Let's do it. Hey, man, I really appreciate you matching my energy. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Hey, man, that's a good teammate right there. Speaking of teammates, man, the Super Bowl is here. You've had a week to think about it. But there are a lot of teams in the NBA. I wasn't planning on talking to you about this, but there are a lot of teams in the NBA where they have a lot of new teammates. Of course, you've heard all of the stuff leading up to the trade deadline. You got Kyrie gone. You have Kevin Durant gone. You have Eric Wooden gone from the Rockets. And you have (laughs) John Wall back to get paid (laughs) again from the Rockets, which is just totally insane. But what are your takeaways from the NBA on trade deadline day? Well, well, for for John Wall, the Rockets just have to be the gift that just keeps on giving. You know, <laughs> I mean, this is this is good to me, and I and I understand what the what the whole thing is here, but but the optics on this one, I just I, I don't think I would have taken this deal. I know you had to move you, you had to move Eric, but I mean, come on, man, anybody anybody but this guy, you know, and considering what the what the Rockets did to him during those last two years on, of his deal. This is a guy you sat and paid him $47 million and not to play. And and that's the guy you bring back, even if it is for a buyout deal. I mean, you know, it's still the optics just don't, they they just don't look great. But I mean, but it is what it is. It's the Rockets. I mean, you know, and I think these are types of moves we've kind of come to unfortunately expect from these guys. I mean, it just makes no sense, but. Hey, let's let's go. Well, I know Eric uh, Gordon wanted to be out of here. He was sort of critical of the team's lack of growth, which to me it sounded like that's going to be uh, the the death nail for Steven Silas. If, if your team doesn't get better, and we haven't really seen that improvement, and it looks like I mean he wasn't happy. He wanted to be out, and now there's a big shift to the West, and boy, the arms race in the West continues. After oh, all this is said and done, who do you who, who's favorite? Who do you like? 
I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I mean, you know, clearly, I mean, it looks like, I mean, like I made, I made a joke on my Facebook page about, you know, waking up and, and, and hearing that the, the Phoenix Suns have won the, the NBA title four months early. But I mean, you know, you kind of still look at Denver, man. I mean, Denver is a, that's, that's a great team. And so I think you, what you've done is you've made that series even more interesting. It wasn't, it wasn't going to be that interesting. I think without this move, but now with this move, it sort of makes it interesting. If these guys can can gel and 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 it could all you know if they can gel and, and become a team and, and a great unit together. And I'm talking about the Suns. Then I think you know th- this makes for a great series. You can't just have three great individual players. You you know these guys have to really learn how to work together and work within the context of that team. So it's still going to be interesting to see how they come together. But I. You definitely like their potential for explosiveness. Well, you got the Clippers making moves in addition, well, adding Eric Gordon and others. In addition to that, the Lakers have made moves. They got rid of Pat Bev and they got rid of Russell Westbrook, who will probably end up with another powerful team. It looks like Utah is going to buy him out. Where he lands yeah. may have some influence on either side of things. What about the Lakers and Golden State getting rid of Wiseman and bringing back one of the guys that was a stalwart for him last year, and Gary Payton? Yeah, I, I, I like that move. Um, you know, but I mean, I think all of those other moves. Let, let's just be, let's keep it real, man. Uh, the West has has definitely loaded up to make it more exciting, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to come down to Denver and, and Phoenix. I mean, I think everybody else is kind of playing for third place in that in that in that situation. I think those are the two top teams right now, and I don't think any moves today really kind of change. I don't know if it, other than obviously the big move that, that changed it, but I mean the moves that have happened subsequently. I don't know that they've made a difference and made up any ground on Denver and Phoenix at this point. So I think that those are still the two top teams. But I think the West is going to be a fun a fun playoff to watch, though. Yeah, when you think about Denver, you got Memphis. It's, it's so many teams. Yeah. The Clippers are going to make some noise. And I just am not – I'm reluctant to write off the Golden State Warriors. I like the move that they made today. Yeah. But in addition to that, they're, they're the champs. They have to get healthy. It's going to take Steph a, a while to get healthy. We see Clay. Clay been – Balling out lately, so I mean, I'm reluctant in a in a seven game series. Man, they are old, and they've been making you know. At some point, it catches up with you a little bit too, Devin. I mean, you know, these guys have been. It's been damn near ten years almost now. I mean, you know, of of these deep runs in the playoffs, with the exception of maybe a year or two that they, you know, when they fell off uh, because Clay was out. And they had all of the injuries. But, I mean, you know, these guys, I, at some point, their legs are going to give out on them. And, and I think that, you know, I, I don't see them making a deep, deep run again this year. I, that it, would, it would completely shock me. Yeah, well, like I said, it'll be interesting. And we have – and really, I will say this, basketball on cue – has become really compelling this week because even with the Kyrie trade, the story in sports, I think, was still the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl week, but boy, the NBA came in stealing some headlines today. Yeah, they, they really did. And, 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 and think about this. I mean, like, I, and I guess the, the, the news guy in me thought about this the, today. I felt for the Phoenix newspaper because you got the Super Bowl out there and you know, you've put, <laughs> that's where all of your resources you know, naturally are placed. But now you got to deal with this blockbuster trade. I mean, and so how do you do them all justice? You know, in a, in a, in, a, in the context of a newspaper, a daily newspaper, I think it's gonna be rough. I mean, I, I feel for them. I know right now those editors over there pulling their hair out, and, and so are the reporters because I, I'm sure the Phoenix Suns reporters, uh, you know, they they've probably been, probably been helping out a little bit with the Super Bowl as well. But they had to definitely back up off of that. Yeah, because the staffs aren't what they used to be when you talk about how much, you know, is put on the plates of some of these people. But, yeah, uh, that's an interesting take. But I've given you a week to think about it. Who do you like in the Super Bowl? Man, you know, I I kind of – here's the dangerous part for me. But I got to go with with Philadelphia, man. I mean, I – you know, it, it's hard to root against Jalen Hurts. I mean, it really, it, it really is. But I, I, I got to go with him, the hometown kid, all of the adversity he's he's overcome over the years. And I think he comes in with a very talented team. And I think the difference, though, in this game is going to be that Philadelphia's defense is better than Kansas City's defense. I think that they have a better defense, and I think that they can maybe do some things to to create some some issues for for. 
for Patrick Mahomes, and you know, and to kind of keep him. I wouldn't say in check, but I, I think that you know it'll it'll be hard for him. Well, how do you see the game playing out? What I mean, do you think it's just going to be sort of like uh, Kansas City versus Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, where Tampa Bay just got after Mahomes and had him running for his life? How do you see the game playing out? Clearly, I think containing Patrick Mahomes. I think that you know where you where you're getting into some trouble with him is sometimes when you start letting that guy run and make plays kind of off off scale a little bit. I mean, that's when. I think he's to me he's the most dangerous, and he's had a couple of weeks now to let that ankle get healed. So I think you know you really don't want him running that much. I think you want to kind of create a pocket situation for him and and make him stay there and and have to you know find receivers. But when you get that guy, you start having that guy move around. That's when you have problems because he can make something out of nothing. Yeah. On, on the fly. I mean, uh, he does things that nobody's ever seen, you know, really a quarterback do. As a matter of fact, a lot of things that he does are things that their coach, that their coaches tell you not to do. <laughs> yeah, you're right about and he, that. And he does them, he does them so well. But I think, you know, he's going to get his. I think, you know, uh, Jalen's definitely going to get his. I think uh, this will come down to, you know, you just need, you need one stop in this game. So- and, and I think that uh, Philadelphia's defense We'll give them that one stop that they need. So give me your score. What do you, what's your score for the Super Bowl? Oh, oh yes. I'm a, you know what? This is where I'm going to be with it. I'm going to say 30 to 24, and I'm going to say in overtime, too. Oh, you're going to pick an overtime game. Okay, you really yes, you I, need to go to Vegas yeah. then. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be overtime. And I think, you know, uh, they're going to get that one touchdown that they need. And then I think the, the, the Eagles are going to, you know, they're going to get the stop first. And then I think, um, you know, Jalen Hurst is going to get that one touchdown. And keep in mind, you know, all you need is, I mean, you know, well, you know, he'll score six points. You know, he won't get the seventh because they, they won't need to kick the extra point. So Game who, over. So who's your MVP? Is it Hurts? Hurts is going to be your MVP? It's Hurts, man. It's Hurts, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so finally, before we let you get out of here, how do you prefer? Now, again, I know as a working media member, you've covered them, you've been around, but how, what your preference, how do you prefer to watch the Super Bowl by yourself, at the game, at a, a, a Super Bowl party? What do you like? How do you like to watch the game? You know, I kind of like to watch it in the comfort of my own home, you know, uh, you know, Fire up the grill, sit back, kick it. Me and my son and just have a good time. But, you know, this year, my son has decided to ditch dad to go hang out with his high school buddies and they're having a Super Bowl party. You know, that's so, tough, man. Emptiness already, huh? Right. So I'm like, it's like that. But, you know, I ain't said nothing. You know, I'm, I'm like, all right, cool. Do your thing. So I don't know. I, I have not made a decision yet on anything, but I haven't been invited anywhere either to make a decision. So, Hey, there's a good chance I might be right here at the house checking it out, screaming at the at the TV by myself and not embarrassing <laughs> myself. So you're not gonna you make know, your daughter I, take his place and make us sit in there with you. Well, you know, she's away in college, so she okay. she's she's not here and she wouldn't watch with me anyway. She she she's not a sports person like that. So yeah, it's it's hard to get her to come and sit down for five minutes, even if she was here. But no, she, <laughs> she, she's, she's in school, so no, so she she escapes it. So, Dad, you know, I'll, I'll be at home, but I'm going to be having a good time. Like I said, I'm going to fire up the grill. I don't know what I'm going to put on there yet, but I'm, I'm going to do something. And I know I got some I got some beer that the Texans gave us about a year ago. <laughs> I think it should, it should still be good. So, so you're, you're set then, in other words. Yeah, huh? I don't really drink Miller's uh, whatever it is. That's why I still sit there, but I, I'll drink it. <laughs> you're drinking it for Super Bowl Sunday. Hey, man, yeah. we appreciate it. We're going to really be talking a lot about XFL. We're going to be talking about NBA. We're going to talk about Major League Baseball soon. So a lot on the horizon, but we Certainly appreciate your Super Bowl prediction, and we look forward to talking to you soon. For sure, for sure. To have your comments heard, call 832-941-6614. As always, appreciate Terrence Harris. And again, make note of these predictions and we'll hear from you and your predictions a little bit later on in the We the People segment. But the Super Bowl is not just a football game. It's an event. It's an entertainment event. And here to talk about things when the world of sports and entertainment collide, our very own life on lock. Here's a segment that we call Sports E. 
This week in sports, hey y'all! I hope your day is going well and just got a little better now that you're listening to Sports E with Life on Lock. The Super Bowl is February 12th, 2023, and this year's showdown will definitely be a movie. Now, of course, we have the great Kansas City Chiefs and the notable Philadelphia Eagles who will be going head-to-head for the championship. But there's one more show that we're all looking forward to, and that's, of course, Rihanna. Now, if you didn't know, Rihanna is our halftime show performer this year, and the entire world cannot wait to see her grace the stage again. The Barbados pop queen hasn't dropped an album since 2016, so there's a lot of speculation as to what this performance will look like, especially after that 30-second teaser that she dropped a few days ago. But honestly, Rihanna has never disappointed before, and I think that come February 12th, the world will be in for the biggest comeback yet. Now, speaking of Super Bowl performances, Jason Derulo suffered a nasty injury from playing basketball recently and is now walking with a cane. Now, he's okay, and he's currently getting physical therapy, but to be honest, this couldn't be worse timing for Jason as he was announced as one of this year's headliners for the NFL tailgate, which is supposed to go down prior to the big game. So needless to say, this year's performances will definitely be one for the books, and I will be here to give y'all all the tea. <laughs> now, in other news, Anthony Edwards, guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves, listed 10 things that he cannot live without in his latest GQ sports interview, and apparently, Chester's hot fries is one of them. Now, Edwards eats at least 21 bags of hot fries a week. Now that's about a rate of three bags a day. And he even admitted that he probably eats much more than that depending on what he has going on that day. So listen, next time that you're eating hot fries, just know that Anthony Edwards is probably somewhere out there eating them with you, okay? And the NBA world has given a lot of love to a few rappers lately, especially Travis Scott, The Game, and YG. Travis Scott and The Game got royalty treatment during the Jazz versus Mavericks game recently and they were able to shoot some hoops before the game started and got definitely some great shots in. However, YG definitely held his own as well as the LA rapper sank a half court shot in the mode center all while sporting his notorious 400 line. And if you would love to see and hear more of what's going on with your favorite celebrities and athletes in the sports world, then be sure to meet us right here next week for more entertainment news on Sports E. I want to thank Life on Lock. I cannot wait to see what she had to say about the commercials and about the halftime show with Rihanna. Rihanna will be, hey, she'll be the spotlight. I think she has a new album. She has a new baby. or Yeah, I guess she just had a baby, all of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, a lot going on there. And, of course, like I said, so many celebrities will be there. Shirley Ralph will be singing. Babyface will be singing. Chris Stapleton will be singing. So a lot to look forward to if you're just a cat football fan speaking of uh, fans we want to get your opinion and after the break uh, we will have a we the people segment and we'll hear from our guy from the special teams unit reggie brown and we have on the award for the big dummy of the episode this is the sports talk with devin wade podcast anywhere you get your podcast Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams.
I got DJ Anarchy on the mix. You can check him out on Instagram and on SoundCloud or around the city of Houston doing his thing. We certainly appreciate him and his vibe and what he adds to the podcast. And if you have music you would like heard, if you're a fledgling artist, if you know someone that wants to have their music heard by the tens of thousands of folks who come into contact with this podcast, just email us, music at wadeswordproductions.com. That's music at wadeswordproductions.com. The genre doesn't matter. We'll play a snippet at the halfway point and we'll play an extended portion of the song or of a mix if you're a dj you want to submit a mix you can do that as well we'll play that at the end of the program show you some love and folks from all over the world who tune in to this podcast will hear you and then you can tell your friends and they can tell their friends and so on and so on and so on and so on so with that um, i'm gonna get into our conversation with reggie brown but first i want to hear from you guys in a segment that we call we the people time for we the people In the We the People segment, we take calls from you guys on the sports line, 832-941-6614. Also on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page, we post poll questions, and I'll give you the results of a couple of poll questions we posted in reference to the Super Bowl. But let's hear your Super Bowl predictions. Hey, Devin, it's Melissa. I was calling to answer your question to predict who is going to win the Super Bowl, and I'm going to go with the Eagles. No specific reason, but no analytical reason, I should say, just because Jalen is from Houston. Have a great day. Good day, Devin Wade and the crew. Uh, This is Dave Osby Shepard. My pick for the Super Bowl will be the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they have a better defense, and I'd really like to see Jalen Hurt, you know, get a Super Bowl ring. Thanks, and you all have a Great day. This is Joe Gordon. And my prediction for the Super Bowl winner will be 50-50. It's in the air. Who I hate the most? The Eagles, because they're in the NFC East. I'm a Cowboy fan, but they are representing the East. So I think I'm leaning more towards the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has a bum ankle, and that may play a factor, even even though it didn't last game, but it could. Just one hit. He's one hit away and reactivate that high ankle sprain. But if I had to pick a team to win the Super Bowl, I would, uh, of course, I'm partially biased. It would probably be the Eagles. That's my Super Bowl pick. And I despise the Eagles. But like I said, they represent the NFC East. So I'm just roll with that. want to thank those wonderful folks for calling and checking in. And I tell you, man, I am surprised by all of the Eagles' love. But Joe talked about something that is uh, – Bart Scott addressed this on ESPN, and this is sort of how I feel. Do you cheer for your rival at any point? The only reason I would do that, so say if I was a team, I was rooting for, say, uh, an NBA, say the Rockets. Say, okay, and the Rockets lose to the Golden State Warriors in the first round. The only reason why I would root for Golden State is to say, well, hey, we came close to beating them, and they beat us, but they beat everybody. So at least we lost to the champs. You don't want to lose to a team, and then they lose in the next round, and you just lost to another team. But what I can't do, is root for my rivals. They'll never be. He's a Dallas Cowboy fan. I can never root for the Dallas Cowboys. I can never root for, like, growing up as a Houston Oilers fan, I don't care who the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing. They are rivals in the the AFC Central, and I can never root for them. I don't care who they're playing, unless they're playing the Cowboys. If they're playing the Cowboys, then that's the only exception because the the stronger hatred was for the Dallas Cowboys. But I can never root for my rivals. Bart Scott talked about this. He said, and this was really, really funny. He said, man, these new school cats are just tripping me out. And it was in reference to Micah Parsons rooting on or saying, Sending uh, a congratulations and a good luck out to one of the Philadelphia Eagles. And Bart Scott couldn't understand that. He said, essentially, I spent years in therapy just so I wouldn't punch Heinz Ward on sight. I could never root for a rival. And I'm kind of in that boat as well. But if you didn't get in with your predictions, there's certainly time to do so. 832-941-6614. Just to say, I told you so. 
but a bunch of people have already called their shots. I asked a couple of poll questions on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page on Facebook. Again, I encourage you guys to join that group. But I asked you guys, who would win the Super Bowl? And by the tune of 77% to 23%, you guys picked the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, is that regional bias? Or maybe I'm just blinded by the greatness of Pat Mahomes. I don't know. We'll see. But most of you guys who voted, and I know those polls are still open, you voted for the Philadelphia Eagles. But you can go to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and vote on that. Also, with the LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Kyrie Irving getting traded, during Super Bowl week, I asked you guys, what was the biggest sports story this week? Now, this was before I posted the poll question before Kevin Durant got traded to the Phoenix Suns. But at the time that I posted with these three choices, 50% of you guys still said it was the Super Bowl. That was the big news of the week. 35% said LeBron and 15% said Kyrie. I still think it's Super Bowl. Although, you know, of course, I don't know if you ever see the LeBron James record broken. I, I don't know. Although with three-pointers, that could happen easier than it took LeBron to surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And this is the other thing about Kareem. A couple points about LeBron passing Kareem. He did get the early start, leaving out of high school. Kareem did not have that option, so he started – Four years earlier, which, again, he was amazing those first four years, but he got a four-year head start. And he hit so many more three-pointers. Do you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar only hit one three-pointer? The three-pointer didn't even come into the NBA till 1979. He was one of 18 for a career from three-point range. But that's just another way that I want to explain that this record is not what it seems. In other words, that's why you guys will call me a LeBron hater. Just another example of that in your eyes, I'm sure. But with that, let's get into our conversation with our guy from the special teams unit, former NFL wide receiver Reggie Brown, former Alabama State receiver in the Alabama State Hall of Fame. Our guy Reggie, here's that conversation. Man, it's like a holiday Super Bowl Sunday. It's such a huge event. And you being in the NFL, can you ever imagine what it would have been like to actually play in a Super Bowl? Because you were close. Yeah, uh, 93 and 94, you know, I believe in all my heart that we should have went to the Super Bowl. And, you know, that's something that as a kid, you grow up and you grow up dreaming about making the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl and the world going nuts and everybody loves you and everybody knows your name. Right. And that's the Super Bowl is stuff that dreams are made of. And I'm just looking forward to it. And I don't know if I've been looking more forward to a Super Bowl like this one in a few years. This is a great matchup. Yeah, I think the last one that I really looked forward to was Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. It was Brady versus Mahomes. Yeah, and, yeah. and, of course, Mahomes was running for his life all night yeah. long. He never really had a chance. And I want to get to this Super Bowl. But let me go back to one more thing. Because I think if you put on a helmet and shoulder pads, you dream of the day of playing in the Super Bowl. Because everybody you know, everybody you ever played against, everybody you ever played for, everybody that you've ever known will be watching you play football. It's still like doing like the national anthem. I still get little butterflies. Just imagine yes. what that would be like. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, of all the things that go on in the world, I think besides becoming the president of the United States, and maybe going to the moon after <laughs> that is the Super Bowl. You know, it's the Mecca of all Meccas. And uh, it's something that you can't imagine. And I've talked to guys who have been there, and they just talk about the nostalgia. You know, what it feels to run through the tunnel at a Super Bowl, what it feels like at halftime, the intensity level, and how cranked up things are. So, so one of the things that I miss, but, you know, I can't wait till this Super Bowl again because I think it's going to be one heck of a matchup. Well, let's talk about this matchup. How do you see this game playing out? Let's talk a little bit about how you think it'll go first. You know, I've been going back and forth, and in my heart of heart, I believe that Philly has the better football team, but I keep coming back to 
how do you stop Mahomes? I mean, that guy is just so talented. He can will a team, so athletic from the quarterback position, can make every throw. And I just keep coming back to and thinking in my mind that ultimately he's going to be able to make enough plays to win his second Super Bowl. So here's where I am with it. And, and I can see two scenarios. I can see a scenario in which the Chiefs are in the same situation versus Tampa Bay where that defensive line just gives them some blues. Yeah. But I also can see Andy Reid coming up with a game plan that's unconventional where they try to exploit that run defense of Philadelphia, which, again, they're not a – I mean, obviously they're not a run-first team, but you got Pacheco back there. You're getting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back off of of the IR. You have uh, McKinnon back there. Maybe, just maybe, Andy Reid can outsmart everybody and just try to pound and run the football. But I'm like you, man. Mahomes is the best player on the team. Now, let me ask you this about Philadelphia, and this is what I said about Philadelphia and see if you agree with this one. I think – Philadelphia has not been tested in the way that Kansas City has been tested. Of course, you beat San Francisco in the NFC Championship game, but you were playing to start with against their third-string quarterback, and you ended up playing the majority of the game against their fourth-string quarterback. So I don't think their road was tougher than Kansas City. Do you agree with that? Will that play a factor in any way in your mind? Well, that's why I think it's going to be a a good game because I think that Philly overall has the better football team overall. But I think that Kansas City is battle-tested. And that will make for a great, great football team. You know, you got on Philadelphia those receivers that they have. You got, you know, the running back with Sanders has been really, really good. Jalen Hurts can hurt you in a multitude of ways. That defensive line for Philly is dynamic. But then you just oppose that to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And, you know, those players you just named, it just makes for a great, great football game. And really, I think it comes down to Andy Reid. Can he put the offense in enough positions to make plays? And Philly certainly hasn't had a, seen a quarterback this year like Mahomes. And, but Mahomes has seen defenses like Philly. Yeah, although the Philly has really gotten after quarterbacks all season long, I do yeah, worry yeah. about the run defense uh, of Kansas City. But their defense is playing much better than when I saw them here versus the Texans. Let me ask you a, a little bit about this the situation with Jalen Hurts. He hadn't quite looked the same since he's come back from injury. But And, and for that matter, of course, we know Pat Mahomes has the high ankle sprain. How, how much do you factor those things into this matchup? No high ankle sprain, nothing with Jalen. This is the Super Bowl. You know, they'll be doped up, whatever they got to do, take a (laughs) shot, B12, whatever. They're going to be ready to go come Sunday, Doc. That's just it. Yeah, I worry. I do worry a little bit about the health of the wide receivers for the Chiefs. They lost three during the course of the game. Tony is one of those guys that's explosive, that can do some things for you. And I think what Hardman is on the IR now, so he won't be available. So it'll be interesting to see how healthy they are. Juju Smith-Schuster, I have not heard a report on his health but I think he he would be important. I think they expect him to be playing. So he's good. Well, that that's a that's all a big big deal. So let's get down to the bottom line. What do you see the score being in the Super Bowl? Damn. So that, this will be my first and last prediction. I've been wrestling with it uh, all week, and I, at the end of the day, I just keep coming back to Patrick Mahomes, twenty-seven, twenty-four. 27-24, is Mahomes your MVP? Oh, without question. Uh, but, you, you know, one of the things about the, the Super Bowl, you always end up, uh, or, or let, let me not say always, but oftentimes there's the unsung hero who nobody ever thought was going to be the guy. And so if it's not Mahomes, then I believe it's the guy that we didn't see coming. So, you know what, if you mention that, I, I, I'll take a chance on a guy. If you're talking about if Kansas City wins, I think the guy you might be talking about might be Pacheco. 
Because yeah. if they do want to run, yeah, that might be. It might be the guy. I, I think you're right that it's oftentimes, although some guys got cheated. I think uh, Jacoby Jones uh, for Baltimore, yeah. he got robbed. And a couple other guys we know got robbed on the, the, the MVP voting. But, yeah, uh, I think you might be right on that one. And so final question. Okay, and I ask you this, and I ask everybody this every year. What is your favorite way to watch the game? Do you like to watch it with a, at a Super Bowl party? Um, have you been to a Super Bowl, or do you like to watch it alone? How, how do you like to, to watch the Super Bowl? Well, fortunately, I've been able to experience all three. I went to two Super Bowls in Miami. You know, I'm from Miami, and I went to two Super Bowls down there. And then, obviously... Um, Super Bowl parties, and then a couple of years I watched it by myself, and ultimately I like the camaraderie at a house, good old house party with all of the fixings, the chips, the dips, the wings, the brisket, all of that. You know, a few drinks flowing, you know, and whatever <laughs> else with a couple of good cigars, man, and watch the game, and you know, in the board, although we promote legal gambling, the, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on some football boards. No, no doubt about that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So now I, I like just a good old wholesome uh, house party for the Super Bowl. Friends, families enjoy the game, and then everybody get home safe. Yeah, it's tough for me, man. I like it. Watch it. I like to watch it in isolation. The big games, I like to just sit there. I mean, I've been to, I, I, like you. I've been all through. I've been at the Super Bowl, and what I, did, I don't like about being at the Super Bowl, you you still kind of want to. On some hand, on some levels, you want to be with everybody else because you know everybody you ever known is watching the game and you're there. But the other part of that is, like I said, I, if I'm at parties, I enjoy myself, but I don't really have the the, the takeaways that I need. You know, like the concentration that that I get when yeah. I watch it alone. So it's always a tough decision every year. Yeah. I would say that's the one drawback for the Super Bowl house party. It's always the one loud guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. They had one too many and standing in front of the TV and all of that. But other than that, uh, it's good. And I think this this Super Bowl is going to be great. So how you going to watch it this weekend? I think I'm going to be by myself, man, because when I go to parties and, and, this, and this is sort of a relatively new phenomenon because people know I'm on the radio and they know I do the sports talk show and the podcast. They make it a point to prove their point to me. You know, I can take that. I mean, I, you know, but, you know, sometimes I just want for this. I just want to watch the game. You know what I mean? Well, I will say that's why the, 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 it, it's the same for me when I'm in a group of people watching a game that I don't know or I barely know. So they want to talk to the NFL guy and, you know, talk about what they did when they played Little League and all of that. That's why I watch it with a group of friends who don't give a damn that I played in the NFL. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And like I said, I, I don't watch it enough times with Haywood. Me and him get to arguing, and on some point, did they have anything to do with the game? We've been missed three or four plays. So, <laughs> so you right, know. Right, right. Should be a great yeah, Sunday, yeah. man. Well, I certainly appreciate the time. We got to get with you, man. There's a lot to talk about. And you know what? I want you to start thinking about this. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think we'll concentrate on this a lot. But uh, I, let's take a look at this XFL that will be debuting next week uh, with Rock, The Rock and his wife owning uh, – ex-wife owning the league. Maybe we'll take a look at The Rough next. Maybe I'll get your take on, on that because I'm sure there will be a bunch of HBCU guys in that league. Maybe we can look out for some of that and some NBA stuff as well. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'm excited about the XFL. My former teammate, Reggie Barlow, is the head coach of the D.C. team, so I'll certainly be following him and looking at that team and hoping they do well. So, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, you got some probably some former teammates that are on staff some, around the league as well, right? Yeah, They're in the XFL. Coaches. Yeah. Yeah. team and coaches. Greg Williams is down there in it, so – They've invested some money into some quality coaches. We'll see what kind of product they put on the field. Hey, man, with that happy Super Bowl Sunday, man, I'm looking forward to getting your take on what happens and what transpires on this Sunday. All right, good deal, man. And as always, love being on the special teams. To have your comments heard, call 832-941-6614. want to thank Reggie as always, but it ain't over. 
The party's not over. The show's not over because it's time for the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award goes to the player, team, entity, someone in or around the world of sports we deem to be the big dummy of the episode. Well, this time out, we've been talking about this guy throughout this episode, Kyrie Irving. And while you cannot deny his abilities on the court, he's an awesome, awesome player. And when he's on the court, he does his thing. But I want to concentrate on what Mr. Irving had to say on his departure from the Brooklyn Nets after requesting a trade. He requested the trade. He got it. This is what he said in his first, uh, his first comments with the Dallas Mavericks about the Brooklyn Nets. Quote, I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated and not just tolerated or just kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. There were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected and my talent, I work extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic though. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor. So I just wanted to change the narrative write my own story, and just continue preparing in the gym. And now that I'm in Dallas, just focus on what I control, end quote. So the operative word about all of this is he felt disrespected. Get the f*** out of here. What are you talking about? You felt disrespected. Let's talk a little bit about what you've done in your time in Brooklyn. So let's talk about the 144 games you did play in the regular season. 144 games out of roughly 278 games with the Nets, in which you made $121 million plus minus those games that you didn't play because you refused to take the COVID shot. So let's, let's talk about this. Okay, so you leave Boston. First of all, you left LeBron after winning the championship. Then you go to Boston. You say, I want to be here forever. Then you leave there. All that's fine. So you get to Brooklyn. You assemble this team with another enigmatic player in Kevin Durant. Emotionally enigmatic. He and Durant both. Just really, you just never know with these guys. Not any indictment of their character or any of those things. They're just different kind of cats, right? So you assemble this team with Durant. And then you bring in James Harden. So what happens? You refuse to take the COVID shot. You can't play in home games. You have a birthday party for your sister and your father, in which you say that allegedly you were upset about January 6th. Just a lot of different stuff. You had an eight-game suspension for posting and not apologizing about promoting, essentially promoting. I mean, you didn't explicitly promote the movie but you um, promoted an anti-semitic movie by reposting it on twitter and not apologizing now i'm not going to re-litigate and i'm not going to relive all of that stuff but you were gone for eight games for that and then you come back balling out you're thinking okay when durant gets healthy this may finally be the year for this team again keep in mind that he and durant only played 74 games together and so it just didn't work out for them there but you felt disrespected. So here's my issue. There's so many things that people have to deal with just barely making a living, let alone making millions and millions of dollars. And I'm not here to shoot down the money you make. You deserve whatever they pay you. You deserve whatever you can get in America. I'm not knocking athletes, but I understand in the real world, people have to deal with real disrespect. People are harassed on their jobs. They have to put up with microaggressions and racism and sexism and all of that stuff that people have to deal with. And they can't just request a trade to make more money somewhere else. So I understand you wanted out of Brooklyn because you weren't going to get the max deal. And whatever your reasons are your reasons. But please spare me, spare us that you were disrespected. They built everything around you. You assembled this glass house and then you broke it. And furthermore, you go on to say, I'm glad Durant got out of there. Got out of there? Out of what? The home that you created with your foolishness? Again, I like Kyrie's talent, and I'm sure he's a really good guy in real life. But as it pertains to this issue in the world of sports, guess what, Kyrie? You are a big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine for a moment going on somebody's job talking about you feel disrespected and you've made over a hundred million dollars and you quit the job. You quit the job. They didn't ask you to leave. They wanted you to stay. Maybe they didn't want to commit to you for four years when on a max deal. 
But who would at this point? Again, 144 of 278 games. Come on, man. How are you going to commit to that long term with all of the things you have going on and, and all of the just little things that happened during the course of your career in Brooklyn and beyond? I don't know if Dallas is going to commit to you. I wouldn't. People get upset with me when I say that, but I wouldn't. But nonetheless, hey, man, let's hope he plays well, stays healthy, and plays good basketball. We'll see. But with that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go and get out of here, want to uh, give you my final Super Bowl prediction. 31-17, Kansas City. Pat Mahomes, the MVP. And, of course, you can keep calling, keep voting with yours. Want to thank the folks who took time out to call. Want to thank all of you who voted on the poll question. Want to thank Life on Lock. Want to thank Reg and King T. Terrence Harris. Want to thank all of you guys for tuning in. A reminder, you can go to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page on Facebook and 20 24 hours a day, you can give us a call on the sports line, 832-941-6614. And if you can't remember any of that, please remember these four things. Number one, I don't do no favors after 6 o'clock in the evening. Two, I ain't got no money. Three, I'm not harboring any fugitives from justice. And four, bye. (laughs) This has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Remember, you can follow him on Twitter at Wade's Word. Thank you for listening.